Hi guys, welcome back to Electricians Podcast, number one UK podcast for electricians in the UK. I said that twice. Uh, today's subject is talking about pricing. So being a domestic spark, so is Dave. Sam's a commercial. So we thought we'd jump through the different roots, uh, hoops and routes of pricing. Uh, Sam, kick it off. A quick message from our latest sponsor, Life Audio. Now, they are looking for registered installers around the country. Head over uh, and send an email to lithaudio at cwagencies.london. It's a great way of upselling your customer, adding value to your jobs, um, and you get a free T-shirt uh, once you become a registered installer. You get some stickers, and it's a great product to be associated with. Head over to cwagencies.london. All the techno babble and all the links will be in the show notes. Go and check it out. Go on. So, getting straight down to tax, I'm thinking um, you two have a very different pricing structure. Nick, you wing it. Dave, you have a bit more of a um, structured pricing uh, pricing regime. What? Uh, explain for everyone what the difference is. So the difference for, if we're talking about domestic, uh, we have day rate or we have price work. Day rate could be put down to hourly rate um, where you can come into a house and say, this is job's going to take me four hours. I charge £35 an hour. There we go. Or like myself, you go, you want a five spotlights putting in. We would give you a price per spotlight and that's the way it's worked. It could take us a day. It could take us 20 minutes. The price is the price. That's how it works. And with that, do you do it? Does that so per spotlight? So I don't know, at a guess, would it be like 70 quid per spotlight? Including? Yeah, 65 plus the VAT we normally roughly charge um, per spotlight. So sometimes, if it's and, let's and that's say including a, cable and all that, that's that's down lights, that's cable, that's everything. It would vary a bit if let's say each down light were. 16 meters apart the cable in between them would be more let's say um but you've got a chance where you could have a really nice joist run where we just cut out one and it runs with the joist it becomes a very simple and easy job the price is the price that's the price it stays at or you could turn up and there's noggins in between every single one you end up taking the floor above the carpet up putting all the down lights in it take you four times longer and it will still charge the customer the same that's the way it works that sounds dumb it is and it isn't. It works in some jobs, it works really well. And in some jobs, you shoot yourself in the foot, but you win some, you lose some. Um, at least my customers know when they come to me with the way I price stuff, that is it. There's never going to be any more. If I say it's 400 quid for these lights, it's 400 quid. But if you were to go on an hourly rate and you initially go and you go, oh, if the joists run this way, we could get it done in three hours. But there you go, seven hours later, you're still doing the same thing. You're going to have to say to the customer, I'm really sorry, but we're going to have to charge you an extra £170 because it's taken longer than we thought. The customer in their head is initially thinking it's only going to cost me 200 quid. But at the end of the day, they forked out nearly double for what they thought was a simple job. That's the way I look at it. Savo, don't just sit there drinking beer, my bro. I've got to contribute, have I? Yeah. Uh, yes, I... Uh, I understand that way of working I, I i don't know why i don't do it like that i think it just seems more complicated i prefer to just charge for the materials with a markup if i've supplied them because of course i'm taking on the warranty support for that material going forward and i've had to source it and deliver it to site and all that sort of stuff so that's all how much do you put on 
There is uh, 10 to 25% usually, uh, yeah. the lower range for things like first fixed stuff, back boxes and sockets and stuff. Uh, for things like LED lights, which still even today catches out floodlights and buttons and that sort of stuff, they're probably a higher markup just to cover the fact that there's a chance that we'll end up having to go back out and service it on site sooner than expected. Uh, but we put that's, that's for a two year, no quibble on site warranty as well. If, if I paid within five days, I'll go out and sort it out uh, for the next two years. Yeah. Don't get it called out on too many things. If you buy decent quality stuff, you're okay. So there's the material markup, uh, and I charge for everything, including things like uh, Varga or Ideal Connectors, <sighs> stuff like that. <laughs> uh, it, it, so even those sort of things get accounted for. Obviously not things like uh, screws, plugs, etc. That just comes under the title of sundries. We just stick a few quid on every job just to cover your, your sundry items, your really small items that you can't be bothered to really sort of count up and account for. But when it comes to the labour, um, I prefer to apply a modular pricing structure uh, and say, well, okay, this is how much an hour's labor is going to charge or man hour's labor, whatever. And if you've got, again, like Nick was saying, a downlight job, then I would have to have a look at that and think, okay, well, this is probably going to take us three hours or something like that uh, for the sake of argument. Uh, so we would build our estimate on the materials we think we're going to need plus the, uh, the labour element for the, the time we think it will take. If we get done sooner, then we charge less uh, and come out looking like heroes because we didn't spend so long on the job. Uh, if it goes over estimate, um, then obviously uh, we may have to charge more, but it is always an estimate. The only time we'd ever put in a fixed price quote was when we absolutely knew the installation, somewhere where we'd rewired, for example, so we knew exactly where everything was, what state it was in, what we had to do to get the job done. That'd be the only time a quote was issued, otherwise it's an estimate. But usually I try and err on the side of caution with estimates as well. I try and build in more man hours than I think it would take so that we can bring it in under budget. Um, it, it makes scheduling tricky, I suppose, in a certain yeah. way, because you're never quite sure uh, how long a job's going to take, whether you're going to make the money you think you're going to make that day, or whether you're going to have to go on to something else. But uh, Nigel and I have a very relaxed approach that to working as many. We want an easy day, a relatively short day compared to most, and we're not bothered about absolutely raking it in. Uh, as long as the bills get paid, the wages get paid, and there's a bit left for the company, that's See, fine. That's, that's another day done, and uh, we're not going to, at our age, bust too much of a gut or get a heart attack over it. I don't, don't want to be dead of a heart attack by the time I'm fifty. The booze may get me, but by the time you're fifty, uh, the too. <laughs> when's that? I thought that's. I'm been actually not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tough paper round. Hold on, mate. So I'm forty this year. I'm okay, 30. No, you look worse year. than me. No, I don't. Look at this. Fat don't crack, baby. That's it. That's it. <laughs> When's your birthday, Sam? Uh, April 7th, next month. Oh, yeah, because we're, we're both April. Yeah, so you turn 40 and I will turn 30 in April. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Adam's um, just turned 19 two days ago. Wow. I know. Cool story, bro. Um, cool. So- cool. 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 Oh, look, Trigger's going across there now. Um, what I was going to say is, so I've been having this conversation with my brother because he's gone out by himself. He's a chippy slash builder and he does his jobs and that. But 
he's literally pricing his whole job as a day rate. Like everything is a day rate. Oh, yeah, I do it plus. So it's materials plus a day rate. Yeah. And he'll, and then what he'll do is if he thinks it's going to take um, five days, he'll try and do it in free so as he gets more money. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so dumb because your day rate is the cost of the job. It's not your profit. Yeah. So you really need to be factoring in profit above your day rate. Am I wrong? No, no. And I, I this is if there's any people that are just going out self-employed that listen to this as well. One of the key things what I got told when I went, so to figure out what your day rate is worth, you need to figure out all your overheads, your phone bills, your fuel, your insurance, your liability insurance, all of that, everything that you need to physically pay for. Get that, divide it by 365, which will give you how much you need to earn per day, per minimum to live. And then a markup on top of how much money you want to save per month or have the spends. That will give you your rough idea of a day rate. And then by all means, double it if you that's how much you want to earn extra. That's how it works. But I've always found, because I did do that to start with, but it ends up, I ended up losing money most of the time. Where you, you said, like you said, Dave, you would book in three quarters of a day to do this job. And in your head, and I know a lot of people will think this, in your head, you go, right, I'm guaranteed, let's say, 200 quid for this job. That's 200 quid. And then you almost work out your week's wages before you've even done the job with everything you booked in. And you get to a few jobs and you end up completing them in half the time. All of a sudden, your profit and the, thing, the money that you thought you made for that week is in half. And then you've then got to either find jobs to fill the gaps in of the days or the half days you've had off um, or don't work. And you end up for that week having a, a, almost a loss of the money you need to earn but this is where uh, price comes in is you're guaranteed that money obviously as long as the customer pays you and you do the work you guaranteed that money that you can move forward and calculate for the next you know income for the week or the month i do an end of month every uh, every month and you can figure out exactly how much you've earned how much you need how much is profit tax that i find it a lot easier doing it that way um, yeah, I think absolutely. Most... I'm certainly not saying that I do it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're quite right, Nick, is that the way I do it, you can come out of a day or a week or whatever, uh, shortchanged on what the diary said you'd be doing because yeah. things haven't panned out. Uh, jobs have been easier than you expected. Uh, and things haven't. What about um... this? How many times have you guys actually priced a job thinking this is going to be an easy one and then just completely underestimated it? And have to times. go back to the customer, or do you not go back to the customer? Just swallow it. Go on, Dave. I let you answer first. Rarely. I see. I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it on this job. Yeah, I've done it on this job. Like, okay, I I don't have to fork out the money on this job, but I walked in there and I was like, "Bosh, this is going to be an easy one, lads." Anyway, turns out it wasn't. It was way complicated. And I had to do loads of extra things I didn't think I'd do. And now it's going to be down to the wire whether I get it done on time. Because I'm quite lazy, I think. So I, walk onto, I walked onto it. I was like, I only need a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Bosh, bosh, bosh. Swip that round. Put a bit of containment around the edge. We're laughing. It's turned out it's been so much longer because there's no mm. runs. Into, it's so long. And like, yeah. It's, and this is the issue with price work. It is. Uh, I've had it so many times where we've had to... I figured out something is really expensive and I'm halfway through it and I literally just go, this is, it's going to cost me. 
And if it's a God honest mistake where I've gone, I've miscalculated you. And it always depends on the customer. You can go to the customer and go, listen, this is the situation. This is going to cost a little bit more. Uh, but when I was younger and I didn't have Adam and I didn't have the overheads I had now, I literally swallowed it sometimes, just swallowed the price difference and either made nothing on a job or I've never come out out of pocket, but I've always come out with, well, I've done a day's wages and I've earned 20 quid because I cocked up. That's the way it is sometimes. And you would just learn. And I still do it occasionally now. I think that's, I that's, the, that's the key thing though, isn't it? Is to learn from that, to go, okay, the, the things didn't go out, work out the way I expected them to on this job. Yeah. How did that go wrong? And how can I prevent that from happening next time? And for me, think on things like rewires, um, I mean, I'm quite bad at, at putting together estimates for people these days. I, I just, I, I don't get back to half the people who ask me for one. Um, but when we've got something <laughs> like a rewire, I would always put together a scope of works and I will book out a bunch of man hours too. We did one last week, uh, well, over the last couple of weeks actually, where um, we've just finished it. And I, I booked in, I think, 85 man hours for Nigel and me. Um, and we had Simon at Keel Electrical working there too on his, oh, wow. uh, his own separate clock. But uh, I thought, okay, well, this, this scope of works I've got written out here saying what we're going to do in each room is probably going to work out to about 85 man hours. Pulling out the hat at that and based on previous experience. And we use gloves. And we'll see where we get off. I think um, there's two things to say. First of all, you should always build some buffering into your scope of works. So for this job, there were some unanswered questions, some some things that we weren't sure of, some assumptions we'd have to make. And if you've got a bit of, if you can go to the client and say, look, we've made some assumptions here. We don't know what you're putting in your kitchen. We've got a kitchen plan, for example. So we've made some assumptions as to what's going in. If, if there are any changes that are required, then obviously that's, that's completely separate to the scope of work. So a scope of works may say on ours, it, 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 we'll do the kitchen. We don't know what's going in the kitchen at this time. So that's not been accounted for here, which allows you to then throw a bunch of extra hours that weren't calculated for to a particular aspect of the project and, and helps you to sort of get through it uh, a little better. I, I think we were, I was out by about nine man hours or something. That's uh, pretty close. Example. Yeah, it, it wasn't too far off. And that was enough for me to say, you know what, um, uh, I, I'm going to swallow some of that because we, um, there, there were days up. where we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there were days where we were, were um, where we could, could could lose a bit, you know, where you're waiting on somebody else or you you, you feel like, you know, you've, you've not, not pulled your full load or whatever, you think, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's just, I'd rather I'd rather swallow that and uh, charge closer to the estimate. We did have some of the stuff that, well, we could charge external to the estimate because we got, the, got a plumber in to do some work, which wasn't part of our job at all. We got... Uh, uh, someone in to remove the kitchen we got someone in to do the plaster uh, for our chases no no this was on the scope of works. So it was all extra stuff that we added on that we could uh put some extra billing in for yeah uh, so was, in the end it was like you know what that extra nine hours on, i'm just going to knock that off because the the price being charged for them is quite close to the price um i estimated with these extras and uh yeah we, we, you just come out looking better for the client yeah so, Dave, exactly. you're not really doing like call outs to Betty down the road and stuff like like Nick and like. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave's more of a call out testing guy than I am. Oh, okay. 
What, yeah, like, uh, what type? What's so you're talking about doing scope of works and all that for like a rewire? Well, it doesn't have to be a project that large. You can have uh, a much simpler project. Um, I mean, we do scope of works with silly small things sometimes. We had the, one of the small ones we did this year. A lady wanted a new kitchen light put up, and the light in her dining room moving over by half a meter or something. And she was saying, "Can I? Can you cost it up for me?" I said, oh, crikey, can't we just do it because it's you know it's, it's like an hour's work. It's nothing, isn't it? Between two of us, Nigel and I, we, we can ace that in no time at all. But because it's a new customer and obviously doesn't she doesn't know us, and you want to gain their trust, uh, I'll sit down and I'll do a scope of works, estimated costs, boosh it all out, and there you go. And then she changed her mind when we were on site, decided that she wanted both flights moving. Well, that's a different kettle of fish. Then that no longer matches what's on the scope of works and estimate. So then you can charge a bit more because you're not doing the quite the same job anymore but as long as people i don't have any problem or my customers don't have any problem with um the invoice going in so long as they feel like we've done the job they've had the money's worth out yeah. said we were going to do yeah we never get anybody well only once i've got a story from years ago uh as, as anybody ever sort of questioned uh the invoicing is it really i think there was another one as well where um the 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 invoice didn't match the scope and that was because when we turned up on sites and started doing the work we found there was uh, the other thing was broken on uh, on a circuit so there was a break in the cpc we had to find it and fix it and he said well, how, why, is, why is my uh, invoice greater than the estimate so well because we had this fault that we had to fix oh yeah so we are good fine yeah you know, people are generally reasonable at least around here that i've come across so you don't come across too many who uh, who will question the time on site when they've seen you on site doing the job that you're, you're doing. I mean, if you turn up from nine till three and charge from nine till three. Well, this is the thing I, I spoke to the rewire we're doing at the moment um, in Sandbatch. The plumber was like, oh, how many how many hours you got left on it? And I was like, what do you mean how many hours? He's like, do you not quote per hour? And I was like, I, in my life, I could, sort of could do it now, but figuring out how long each one's going to take, because we just do a rewire will take us five to six days in a three-bedroom house sort of thing start to finish and i suppose from that you could take out the hourly rate but we would just like you say price it per circuit per day as a job lot that's sort of how it's done for us and then the last day and a half would be fuse board and sort of kitchen second fixing um but it was interesting to see how different people do it with pricing because unfortunately not many people do price stuff up on youtube it's all hush hush quiet rather than helping each other out because it, my price is different to your price where you live and my price is different to london it's way more money down there so it doesn't really if i it's only beneficial for people in my area to see how much i'm charging mm. but yes you can change that aspect of how i price as in per unit or per job per rewire per fuse board and they can put their spin on it it's just nice to know because when i sell and probably when you did as well there was no information out there it's literally a guessing game to start with and I ended up asking when every time I put a price in, if they were to get all their estimates or quotes, could you let me know, even if I don't get the job or I do get it, can you let me know if I was within range of the other guys so I can sort of get a measurement of I'm too high, I'm too low, or I'm happy I'm in the middle? Because that's what we never really hear back from. I think it's one of those things that you never feel you get right as well. I always feel like I'm too cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but I, again, I, maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't get many customers sort of, Querying the bill, they, they probably look at it and go, well, that's pretty reasonable. I'll play that. 
<laughs> and I'm the sucker, really. I, I don't know. It's like I said, it's one of those things that you never feel like you get right. Yeah. Um, and I know that there are others in my area who charge more, and there are others, as you say, around the country who charge a lot more because they're perhaps in areas where they can't. <coughs> Jordan. <get> <laughs> But, Go on, Sam. Uh, yeah. No, so my question is, do you um do you quote or tender for jobs based on price alone? Like where when do you walk away from a job? Well, when money comes into it yeah. or like if they say can you knock off five hundred quid so you're the same as the other guy? Just, I've been there and done it in the past when you wanted a certain job and the allowance you've put in extra, let's say, like I said, you, you've figured out how much you need to earn per day and then you put your mark upon extra money for either savings or spends or whatever. You always put a bit of a flow on top of any job, any decent sized job. I'm not talking like changing a few uh, life ins over any decent job over a, you know, a day's work. You can lose a bit if you wanted to. Um, and I have not money off before to get jobs when they've gone, listen, we need to play around with the price a little bit. I've said, yeah, no problem. We can choose some cheaper fittings. We can do this. We can do that. Um, and they always go, what if we pay you cash? I say, it doesn't matter. I still got to put it <laughs> in my bank. We've had this for years now. It's Cash will become so redundant soon where customers go, can I pay you cash? Knock some money off. You can say, you pay me cash. It's fine. I actually have to charge you more if you pay me cash because I have to pay to put it in the bank. Yeah, and it's getting, oh, the what about getting yeah. paid in Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> Magic money. But um, yeah, I've not money off in the past for certain jobs to to gain that job and, and still earn a profit on it. Um, it's like anything though, isn't it? You, you, you can see, buy I, I wouldn't. No, I, I, modular prices that say this is yeah. what I'm charging per hour. But I you would, have to I, because of I that. had a guy once who um, he wanted me to fit out a, a workshop in this converted stable or something and uh, on this farmer's land and he said uh, and I put in the my, my pricing and scope of works and uh, it came back saying well the farmer's got his electrician who can do it he can do it for like I don't know 500 quid cheaper or whatever but we really want you to do the job will you match his price and I was like no, no. <laughs> you want me to do the job that's my price if you want uh, the other guy to do the job and you want to take a punt on whether he's going to do it to the same sort of specification the same sort of scope of works you get him to do it, which is yeah. what they did. But that was fine. I was happy to lose that. Well, I wouldn't be happy if he had taken my carefully written scope of works, handed it to the other guy and said, do that for less. Because, yeah. you know, that's... If you want we get that to do quite it, a bit. We get yeah, it. We get heard it, it. Yeah, not just from the sparky side, but from the plumbing side or uh, especially with kitchen fitting. So you can go uh, spend hours at Howden's, which is a kitchen cabinet company near me or, or B&Q, get a kitchen plan all drawn up and then they'll go to the other, let's say Wix or whoever around here, Magnet, and go, oh, they're giving me this price for this one. Here's the design already done. Can you, you do it a bit cheaper and it's yours? That happens all the time and I get it. Yeah. You don't actually don't get, I'm terrible for it as well. I've done it off my dad. You go and buy anything, obviously other than a supermarket, you go, can you do anything different? Can you do it a bit cheaper or what can you do? Because we know everyone's got a little bit of a markup on stuff and you don't actually don't get, or the worst they can say is no. Fine, fair enough. I'll, you know, if you really want it, you'll pay for it. Um, it's just the difficult stage now of the younger lads or the people coming into the trade to say no. It's know your worth. You know what yeah. you need to earn. You need to stick by it. Know how much you're worth because the guy down the road would do the same job and then double the amount for you because he's stuck with his guns. 
Case in point, you've got young Jimbo the electrician who uh, was yep. working with Tom, of course. Now got his own YouTube channel. Go check that out. I'm sure Sam will put a link in the show notes. Uh, he uh, he had a video a couple of weeks ago where uh, he got fed the classic line that I used to get, um, which was someone querying the bill and asking him to do it cheaper because yeah. I've got loads of other properties that I'll, I'll get you to work on. I used to get that all the time from yeah. landlords. That's a, a red flag when you get some cheap landlord with some student squat uh, and you've done the first job for him. He's looking at the bill for well. Uh, if you if you knock some off, I've got all these other properties. You can uh, you can put it. It's the old carrot and stick trick, isn't it? Yeah. I've got all this other work I'll get you to do if you give me a, a deal on this one. And it's like no, no, no. I'll give you the deal a deal on the tenth one that you get me. In yeah, fine. Until yeah. then, you're just any other punter. And it's the same as the uh, as you were saying with the uh, how much for cash crowd. It's like it's the same price. Why, why would I? Why would I? want you to pay me less for doing the same job i don't, don't quite understand i'm quite happy to talk about cheaper fixtures and fittings if you want to not buy i don't know hager and mk or whatever if you want to buy some tool station own brand thing then we can do that if you want to knock yeah. a few quid off that way but uh but no the, the price is the price for the time that's involved and for the the skill and the the paperwork that's got to go into it and that sort of stuff and uh if you want to get cheap about it, then you can go to the next guy. There's plenty yeah, of else. Yeah, someone will always do it cheaper than you. But it, like you say, you'd say cheapest isn't always best. So what about this then? What about payment terms? Now this is a big one. Mm. I saw some people talking about this the other day, and it's something I'm super, I'm super funny about. I don't on anything. If I'm doing selling anything, I don't offer any payment terms. It's pay me now or go away. Yeah, so that's with it. our invoices, it's within 28 days of the invoice. Why don't? Because that gives people a leeway to not pay you. Well, no, because they will pay me. They've signed a, a and it's, well, they've signed a estimate quotation that's legally binding for them. They've accepted the work, and if they don't get it done, we will happily take them to court for it. Because but why get, put yourself in that position? It's what I don't understand. It doesn't bother me. If the money's coming, I, I the materials I've bought, I don't have to pay for another twenty eight days from when I purchased it. So I can say seven days. I can say fourteen days. My one on Tradeify says twenty eight days, and I've never really had anyone that's gone any longer than that, unless it's like the rogue landlord or something, which is one in a blue moon. But what about um, like? Why don't you just have one of them sum up cards and go? It charges you. That's all right. It's, well, how much it's, does it charge? It's like uh, two point whatever percent. But if I'm doing using that three times a day, every day, and let's say it's over three, four hundred quid per day going through it, you come to the end of the month and you've paid some up three and a half hundred, well, three hundred quid for, this is the, for thing the privilege of what? This is thing winds me up. I, I think you're right, actually, Sam. In that, I, I know people. Um, I remember a guy who, at the end of every job, he, he would be. Right there in the customer's face. Yeah. And right. I'm, I'm finished now. I'll take my money. And the customer will be like, "Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get that arranged via a banker." No, no. You'll pay me now. I'll yeah. finish the job. You pay me now. I, I, I think that, 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 that it just comes across as being a bit belligerent in in yeah. a certain way, even well, though you you are quite right in that you've done the job and you should get paid. So I wouldn't if I took my van to the garage at the end of the day i wouldn't say well i'll have the keys now and i'll uh, i'll sort you out payment sometime uh, in the next 28 days <laughs> they'll be like you ain't getting it's the mad. keys it's like... and no one else does it just to go to to answer nick's sum up thing i think the likes of sum up are great because 
when I first looked into payment processors back in only 2016, it was very difficult if you didn't have a merchant bank account to yeah. take card payments. You were left with dregs like PayPal. And PayPal card reader, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, God knows. Um, so this is all quite a, a sort of new innovation, things like the Summit 3G, which I've got on the van. Hardly ever use it because I don't doorstep my clients. I don't say, right, I'll finish the job, pay me now. Um, much to Sam's annoyance, I'm sure, even though I've got the capability to do so. And even though I'm quite happy to pay some up for a markup for handling that payment, payment processing, because I know that once that card's gone through, it's, it's done. It's, it's, it's not something I've got to worry about. It's not something I've got to spend further time over chasing. However, like Nick, um, I, I don't tend to proactively go chase for payments because 99.9% of the time, customers pay up. They might take a couple of weeks Usually because, Why? usually because uh, the invoice goes out for me via email. I, I do it all in the office. I don't do it there and then. That's part of the problem. I hate asking for money, and I don't want to do it in their faces. Go right, okay. Well, here's the bill. I'd rather go back to the office. Probably a week later, because I'm like pretty slow at the admin myself. Is when I sit down and go right. I really need to catch up on last week's invoices, and I fire them all out. They all go out via um, your trade base, which is similar to Tradeify, but better. Yeah. Worse, yeah, no, much better. So it all goes out via your trade base. They get the, the certificates, they get the invoice. Uh, some people pay straight away via backs, which is the best way to get paid for us because it's the lowest in terms of processing yeah. charges. Uh, certainly don't want cash, don't want uh, checks, don't want checks. No, because someone's got to go to the bank to put it in. It never works on the phone. Trying to take the oh, phone mine does Barclays, it works really well. Yeah. I only ever get checks from, from old people to be honest because they don't have cards or and you don't want to take cash off them so they're right if i get to uh if i get to a week or two i'll i'll get a reminder payment reminder sent out and only if i think someone is being deliberately awkward will i actually go with my sort card reader and doorstep and knock on the door and go right i've got this invoice here i'm a card reader here and you've got absolutely no reason not to bring your card through it at this point this, this is what but on, one sorry. last thing sorry nick one last thing to say is to give an incentive to people to pay sooner what I say to them when the invoice goes out is you get a two-year no-quibble warranty on anything I provide. That includes light bulbs, not incandescents, although you can't get them anymore, but things like LED light bulbs and stuff. Two-year, on-site, no-quibble warranty. If it fails because of my workmanship or because of the item itself, I'll come out there and sort it out and it at no cost to you. But you have to set on my invoice within five working days or five days, I think it is. Um, anybody who then takes seven days, two weeks, a month to pay, as far as I'm concerned, if they come back to me going, oh, you know what, that, that light you put in, it's failed after 18 months. So I'll go back to them and say, well, you're outside your 12-month manufacturer's warranty now and uh, because you paid late, it's off my books. Yeah, I, great way to do I it. I have that option. That's I never smart. had to do it, but I have that option. So, again, it's, it's one of those things where through experience of uh, customers who've, who've been slow paying, you look at it and think, okay, how can I mitigate against this? How can I make it work to my advantage? How can I uh, put it into place that uh, it affects me in uh, 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 that I can take some advantage from it, if you like? Yeah, yeah I'm so funny just about this. My blood. I'm so funny about this. The other day, we had our sofas cleaned. Um, got someone around to, and although I wouldn't tell get all the poo juice out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and technically, I wouldn't class him as a tradesman, but he's a working man. Yeah, and so he's come round. And done the sofas, and my wife's like, "Oh, okay, I'll send you that money in a minute." Um, yeah, thanks for that. And I was like, "Wait, babe, stop! 
pay him right now before he leaves. Because I've done jobs and people are like, oh, right, well, yeah, we'll sort you out next week. Would you? No, bitch, now. Mm. Pay yeah, me yeah, now. Absolutely. You lead by example. If I've got a plumber around here, they're getting paid the moment they go. Yeah. Next time I need them, I want the same guy to go, well, you know what? He's all right. He's a good payer <laughs> to sort me out. Because you know from your own... Uh, experiences the bad payers always come back for more and they get you get to a point where you think you know what fuck you right. yeah you see how quick i fucking react <laughs> no i have to be paid immediately it's, it's just i think it's a very bad trait in business but no i don't offer any terms on anything pay me now i've finished the job I want that money people have busy lives though don't they they're not necessarily thinking about you uh, but oh. again you, you do want them to to sort of hold on get the hell hold on um, going to Sainsbury's, I'm going to go and buy my my week shopping, get to the till. I've got a busy life. I pay you when I want. And I agree, off. and I do. I yeah, I get it. It's just the way things are. It's just us. you two are dumb, and I'm not. I think it, it it engenders trust between you and your client as well, eh? because you're trusting them to pay you in a reasonable time frame. Uh, it might not be the same day, uh, but certainly within you would hope a few days before you start looking at it and thinking fucking now why isn't this coming in and putting any admin time into chasing it that's what i want to avoid uh so i, I think it, it engenders a bit of trust there they're trusting you to come and do the job that you say you're going to do and to charge the price you say you're going to pay, you charge and you're trusting them to make a payment in a reasonable time frame and i've got no problem with that because i think that you know there's a bit of a two-way street going yeah. on if i've done the job and they're the ones who break the trust then it's on them it's on them, yeah. And like yeah. you're saying, Nick, I've got no qualms about using small claims, even for small amounts. I've gone to the small claims court for like just over 100 quid before and got it because I had had, it, had my scope of works and estimate in writing. It's like, well, you had it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. knew what I was going to do, what I was going to charge. And, and you, this you is the thing with my, with my stuff with, and I know Sam's going to shoot me now, but with Tradeify stuff is once I've sent the invoice out, if they haven't paid within the seven days, because they get seven day payment time it's within a 28 day period but after seven days they will get a invoice reminder automatic to say this is the invoice this was this sent day it was sent seven days ago um if you pay now you can click the green button and once they click the green button once they've paid it automatically on my software marks has paid and you know they'll get one once a week and i've had a guy before pay me three times by accident he paid me every week he was like Nick, I, I've already paid this invoice. And then I looked and he paid me three times with the account. I was like, you need to click the green button to say you've paid or just let me know so <laughs> I can then click it off. I had to refund him his money, which wasn't a problem, but it was Does like... Tradify, uh, is he paying via Tradify? Do they take... No, 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 it's just my bank details on the invoice. Oh, I see. Um, oh, right, right. They have your trade base, the yeah. Tradify killer, allows you to, uh, allows so, the uh, customers to pay by card. Yeah, the, you can again. do this. Stripe links up to it. Yeah, Stripe. Yeah, so they've got no excuse really because the Stripe link's right there. It's like here's your invoice. You can pay this now by clicking here and, and filling out these. Some people don't like paying via emails and uh, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, it's the 21st century, isn't it? We should all be used to it. Apple now. Pay. I'll take that any day. Boom. Go on, Sam. What's your next question? Well, no, no. Now, now my brain's gone because I'm so blown away by your generosity. What are you two, the Dalai Lamas of bloody... It, it, it is offering interest-free credit, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's like, I didn't know you two were balling that hard. Like, I'll have some credit, please. Who wants to loan yeah. me two grand for, for 28 days? Again, I, I'm so disorganised with my office 
tasks because basically I get home and just want to get get a few cans down. I think, oh yeah, I do. That. It's, it's often a week before I send the invoices out, and it's probably a week before I even go looking to see who's paid. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I often so. know whether I've been whether someone's not paid. Over. Sometimes they come across it. Oh bloody hell! That's, that's that's two weeks old now, and it still hasn't been paid. And that's when I start chasing it up. So at that point, I uh, I haven't even noticed. <laughs> uh, I I leave it a week or, or sometimes two weeks if I'm just busy. Obviously, my excuse is coming home to kids and and sorting out Adam and doing other stuff, but. I'm in no what rush to get sorting it. Sorting out Adam. Adam's a grown man. He don't need sorting out. Yeah, but we go through his college stuff. We he comes back here sometimes for a brew after work. I go to his house. Nick has uh, to hold his pee pee when he goes to the toilet. <laughs> I don't. He has pull ups on at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, I just I have a busy life all the time, and if I come back and have to edit videos, I'm sat in front of the computer for two hours, and then I think oh, I do the invoice after I've had tea, and then I get sidetracked. You know what it's like. But I, a lot of the time, what I thought was the best thing I could do is with my iPad, with Trade to Find Everything, is once I, I set up literally five minutes in the van, I write it out, send the invoice, send the certificate, and it's there done and dusted before I've left their driveway. And it, it works so much better. But then when you're rushing, you go, oh, I'll, I'll do it in a minute. That's when it gets left a week and you go. And it's when the customers message you sometimes, Dave, and go, uh, Nick, we haven't paid you yet. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got an old lady I worked for about a month ago, and she's she keeps going, no, I'm, you haven't invoiced me for this job. I, I, I hate being in debt. I want to pay you. And I I know. Doing it. I know. <laughs> I really See, the thing is, right? Hold on. Sorry. The thing is, um, with, uh, with like modern tech now, like Trader Finds uh, and other Your brands are available. Um, no, they, they are. Um, like QuickBooks and stuff like that. It's so easy. It Quick is boxes, so easy. You know, invoicing stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, and see, my job's kind of like running your own business. You still have to do a site pack. You have to put all your orders on. You have to do all that. And a lot of the lads are like who do the same job as me, they'll do it on a Sunday. And I'm yeah. like, there's no way I'm doing work work on a Sunday. No way. Like I'll do podcasts and stuff and I'll fanny about doing stuff on the house on a Sunday, but there's no way I'm going to touch anything work related on a Sunday. So I, I find time during the week to do my admin. You guys obviously don't. Well, I do. I go, in, I go in waves of two weeks. I'll be really good at it every other night or whatever. And then two weeks I'll go, yeah, I'll no, do it tomorrow. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it in work time. I make yeah, time. When you're self-employed, work time is all the time, unfortunately. Is, uh, I, I keep trying to arrange an office day. I keep trying to think, okay, I'm going to have an office day uh, once a month. Or well, like yesterday. Yesterday. Well, yeah, I was on other tasks yesterday. <laughs> but uh, as, oh, sometimes, I, as imagine tell. I, you're like, uh, we could go down to four days a week, couldn't we, and just sort of spend a day doing office stuff. And it just never happens. Anytime I book an office day, anytime you can guarantee an RCD trip call out will occur, and it'll be for a customer who you've That's done loads of work day. for. You just can't ignore, just can't send them away to someone else. It's like, fuck. I know. Uh, every time, every time. It's if I want an RCD trip job, all I have to do is book an office day in the diary, and I've got, I'm guaranteed one. <laughs> Mint. Hold on. Here's a question: Should grown men be playing computer games? I play with my kids. Genuinely, my two boys. How, both how many times do you play with it by yourself? I've never ever played it by myself. All right, I'll let you off. Save. Never. I was playing with myself just before this podcast. <laughs> I know <laughs> you was. <laughs> I saw a bit of dust poking out. Um, <laughs> 
no it's cool because i'm at the stage now where the, the, my boys are like 12 and um and 7 where we're playing call of duty playing fortnite like I grew up in the era when Call of Duty was like the biggest thing at high school where we were the first ones to get Xbox Live and play with each other after school. Like I grew up in that era and we were amazing at it. And now I'm getting my ass kicked by a 12 and a seven-year-old at video games and I just can't keep up anymore. And it's just a really, it's just enjoyable. Like I never got to do it with my dad because he was too old, but I'm playing stuff with them that I would have loved to have done, if you know what I mean. It's, it's a cool little cycle, which is nice. Um, just my daughter's a bit too young yet. She'll get there. Yeah, my cool story, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My daughter's too young. All she wants to do is watch Frozen. Oh, uh, mate, this time. is it. I've told you the Frozen cycle will start and it will get never end for two years. But is that like? Is that like? Have, what have Disney done there? Have they created like this, this perfect algorithm of a of, of film? A yeah. Film. Have you got to the second one yet? Little girls. Oh, second one. Olaf Adventures. The whole lot. Yeah. What about Moana? You watched that yet? No, she's not interested in nothing because Harper's ginger, right? I've got ginger mm. child, right? And so, so is, is so is Anna. So she's like fascinated with Anna. Get her to watch Brave, the Scottish Brave. She's proper ginger. Oh, what like my child? Like a child. <laughs> no, but th- to be fair, that's all they want to do is watch that. But anyway, we digress. Um so what, what what is the uh, thoughts, the final thoughts on this particular subject? I, if I were talking to all the electricians out there, especially the guys that are just setting up and aren't quite sure which way to turn, do what I said earlier, figure out what you need to earn per day with taking everything into account and putting it out there. But I would say try try a few jobs doing it on price. Try a few jobs doing it on day rate. See how you feel, see which one earns you a bit more money or which one you feel more comfortable with, which one fills the diary more and go with that for a while and see how you get on. Um, I like Dave's modular way, but ever since I've gone to a price way, everything for me has just gone a bit smoother. You win some, you lose some on some days and some weeks, but overall you're on you're on to a bit of a winner. I suppose one of the things you have is as well, it is house bashing. You probably, after doing it for say 10 years or five, six, seven years, whatever, you've pretty much seen a lot of the problems that you're going to face moving lights and stuff. It's not going to be something new crop up where it's like, well, why is there a, uh, I don't know, a lead pipe, a, a lead skirting or something? You know, yeah, no, after a certain amount of time, like now we can, I can quite comfortably be going to a job and, and price it up really without even writing stuff down. You can go right this, 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 this calculator, and then you can go home and you're within a couple hundred quid of a, a bigger job. Oh, what about this though? Boring story. What about this though? What about the rising cost of materials and the effect that has on your pricing compared to what it is now and what it was pre-COVID? Really noticed a massive difference, to be honest. We uh, Why are you lying? Well, I haven't. Not with down lights and fuse boards, not really. You see, I have because, um, because I prepare estimates that are priced on materials i've got in your trade base um i've got my materials list with which contains the pricings and the markups and i have to keep quite an eye on that lately because i, I find that what i was paying for item x at cef or wherever uh has changed quite drastically even for nits and bolts cuts or things talking like couplers bushes knockout boxes etc uh, and you have to be quite careful that you don't end up um, 
Uh, well, this could be me shooting myself in the foot. Because I, I really, if I was to price stuff up, I know what it would. Yeah, probably you might be right, Sam. I used to price stuff up like I do two years ago. I know the prices in my head of certain items where, let's say, a downlight would be £65 plus VAT two years ago when I, you know, sorted the pricing out. But now I should be charging £90 because downlights have gone up 30%. But I haven't really gone into the wholesalers and gone, can you give me a price for one downlight? Can you give me a price for one double socket? It's just like we order the stuff and I just pay my statement at the end of the month. Most of the time, I don't even check it through anymore. I used to be really thorough with it, making sure, because a few times you'll get overcharged for stuff or they double invoice you for some things. Um, but then it's coming down to time again. I ain't got time to to sit and go through and sit all of these pieces of paper. I just have to the trust. Absolutely. That. In the early days as well, I used to shop around at the wholesale. Yeah, so like, exactly. I've got this job on, but I can, I can get cleats cheaper at Toolstation. I can get... Nuggets cheaper at CEF and I can get Fanaka blanks cheaper at Denman's. And you go around the different wholesalers, yeah. just getting the, the things that you know are the best price. These days, it's just like, oh, to hell I can't be just gonna, yeah. just get, get the whole lot. It doesn't really matter so long as you know uh, what what you're being charged and that, that price is being uh, reflected in your invoicing. Um, again, all my invoicing is itemised, all my, all my materials. It's not not a price job. It's It's a here's what you had here's what it cost and here's my time on top of it and see i don't do that mine is a job yeah fixed price mine's a one price if most of the time if if it were if customer ever asked for breakdown it's just like see that's no. another question what about break customer breakdowns you, you so you do a i don't know standard four thousand pound rewire right yeah. it's, a, it's cost them four grand you pass them the, you pass them the uh the estimate and they go, can you do me a breakdown? What is your answer? Back in the day, I used to do it. Nowadays, I just say no. I said it's it's more time and effort for me to go through, redo it, uh, spend another hour and a half easier breaking down to then email you back and then for more questions. It's like now the way I, we are, I don't. If you're going to ask for a breakdown and start querying stuff, I don't want the job. Someone else will give me another rewire. We'll be happy with the price. No, we'll do a good job and we'll go and do it. It might sound like a snob for saying it. The price is the price. It doesn't matter if you want to break down or not. It's not going to change. You see, I'm the, I'm the opposite again. And people won't like the way I, I did. I know a lot of other electrics just like already don't, don't like the, the sort of the, the way I tried. But it, it's all down to, uh, I, I want to keep it simple for myself. I want to keep the paperwork simple for myself. And yes, I, I realise that it's it's not a popular way of doing it. But again, because I've got a price list in your trade base of what things are costing me, I will approach that rewire uh, as I build my scope of works and say, okay, he, they want 25 sockets. So 25 back boxes go on the list, 25 twin sockets go on the list. And yeah, but when they go, when they go to reels, you... it's two, five go on the list, et cetera. And, and that goes out to the customer. They get that itemized list. And, why, so and what happens if they the go out and they, and they go and say, right, well, we'll get the, we'll get the products instead. And, uh, and you just do the labor. Of course, that does mean that I'm absolved of any responsibility for warranty on the products outside of workmanship. I'll install the products they buy uh, to a standard of workmanship that ought to be acceptable, but I'm not responsible for the warranty. So if they buy a load of downlights from Amazon or whatever that are cheaper than the ones that I were going to get, it's on them, isn't it? And we'll put them in. If Would you actually do it? Yeah, yeah. If they start failing... It's not my problem. So if they start failing, it's more money for you, to be honest. The call-outs again. Yeah, they, they can call me out to fix it, but it's not my problem. And again, yeah. it's, it's, 
this sort of thing is fine. You just got to know where your demarcation is. Um, uh, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> the, the, the split between what the customers, what the clients responsible for, what I'm responsible for. If they want to get the materials, if they want to take my list and go, well, we can do this cheaper. And, and we had this today on a job. Um, we've just been doing some second fixing where uh, we said we were going to provide Hager sockets and switches. And the guy said, how much are you charging for them? So well, is the, the price of my your trade base list. We said, oh, we can get them cheaper. So, go on then, get them cheaper. So he's gone out and he's bought Hager USB sockets and stuff. That's fine, yeah. we fitted them today, but they're not our responsibility anymore. We know we fitted them correctly. And if if they start, if there's any issue further down the line with them, absolutely nothing to do with me. I like the way you're thinking, and I like the way you're doing it. I would just be the, like, we're, we're quite opposites in the way we do stuff. If, if someone said to me, can you fit these lap down lights? No. I just wouldn't even take responsibility for it. I'm just not doing it. Um, it's either have what I recommend and I like, and I can, you know, hand on heart say we've fitted lots of these, they're great. If you want to fit lap ones, get someone else to do it. I'm not doing it because it it's ends up ways of working, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, no right mate. Not, not one person's right or wrong, it's just different ways. Yeah, and the thing is, you'll end up fanning about with the, the, the lap lighting, and yeah. you'll be like, oh, Why is it made like this? I like right. my ones. Yeah, you would spend more time and more labor. This is the thing. If I'm pricing the same price for our downlight, you give me a lap one that takes three times longer to bloody terminate with faffy screws oh. instead of push connectors, where my could have got three lights in by the time I've done one of these lap ones. It's costing me money now because I'm not priced differently for a downlight. It's just a downlight. I'm losing money then. You see, I, again, this comes down to demarcation. I would say, okay, you want to provide these downlights. These downlights don't allow for, for example two lots of twin and earth to terminate they're yeah. made for a flex which means i've now got to provide a junction box that i can terminate these or a quick wire or something like that, that i can terminate um my the twin and earths that are in the ceiling into and then bring a flex out to wire the down it's going to take longer and more materials are involved from that point of view i get if it you want to do that that's uh, fine but it's I get not it, price but that's because more it's, if it takes emails. more labor for me that's more labor for me if it, it takes just, more materials that i've got to provide to get their shit working so be it but as long as they understand at the start of the job yeah. that's where we are with it i get um, it it's just more paperwork <laughs> more conversations more stuff that it's like just go with what i recommend stop buying cheap stuff because it's just going to break and you can i'm trying to say this to so many customers to stop buying this stuff off amazon uh, these smart sockets and switches that someone tried to make me fit ages ago, they were black. They looked pretty nice, but literally you could just twist them. They were naff. And I just said to him, I'm not fitting them. Um, <laughs> and we're already halfway through the job. And I said, I'm not being a pain. It's just these, I can't recommend them. I said, if like you said, Dave, if they break, I'll charge you for coming back. Um, and she, she understood. I was like, it's just there's no reviews on it. Never used it before. I can't say if it's going to set on fire because you bought it off Amazon from somewhere in China. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Amazon's got a real it. problem. I mean, Amazon is so flooded by no brand rubbish. You and just don't know what the hell you're buying. Like no, because you don't know if it's been tested or, or anything like yeah, I know. British, yeah. British standards and all that. No, it's not. You get there's that some lot. things you can allow, and there's some things that I'm just put my foot down now and go, no. And if they've got a problem with it, it's fine. Like you say, we can either fit someone else or you get someone else. We're not gonna, I'm not going to fall out with anyone about it. It's just personal preference. Yeah. Well, on that on that note, oh everyone thing. as well, don't forget to subscribe to Monday Club. Thank oh, you. A bit late. There's one beginning. important aspect of billing that we we haven't covered, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, oh, 
What's that, this? That's, that's, that's another big difference between Nicholas and myself. It is. I'm big. VAT. <gasps> we haven't spoken about VAT. How can you do a, a, a podcast on pricing and not mention the dreaded three letters of VAT? Because I don't know anything about it. If I'm completely honest, I absolutely hate being that registered. I hate so did it. I, which is why I'm not anymore. I hate it for the extra paperwork, the extra faff. Every three months, you think you've got loads of money, and then your accountant goes, you owe £4,000 in VAT for the past quarter. And I'll go, oh, fantastic. Let me just empty out of my bank account. What a pain in the ass! I, I can say I probably lost two jobs from being that registered. But now I'm noticing it with a lot of people want us to rewire the houses, especially off YouTube, is I could put a price in the four and a half grand and then add the VAT on top. And it pushes you up way more than you think. You know, 800 quid it, sometimes. It? Yeah, 800 quid. For what? For being yeah, just, VAT? Just, just for the government. Yeah, or they yeah, could go to the next guy. Not I then the government collecting more money for the government. It may, to me it makes no sense why the VAT threshold is put down as a gross profit rather, sorry, um, uh, a net income rather than a profit. To me, if they said if you earn more than eighty k profit, then you pay tax. Fine, but the amount of materials electric, electricians pay out and cost for, I spent forty grand last year on materials, so that's. Nearly half of my earnings is just materials for me then to become VAT registered, which then yeah. pushes more domestic customers away. It's more hassle for me. It costs me more money. I then have to pay the accountant more money to do a VAT return every three months. If I could choose not to be VAT registered now, I would 100% do it. I dislike I, it. It I, makes I, no I think, sense. I, I don't know why they don't just either lower the threshold to the point where everyone needs to be VAT registered, the level of playing field, which would earn the government shitloads of money. I don't know why they don't do that. Or, or have it in more stage. I mean, there may be good reasons why they don't do this. I'm no accountant at all. My accountancy knowledge is zero. But to go from zero to a 20% tax when you hit, what is it, 85K or something? 84 and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking madness. Uh, and that's another reason why, you know, Nigel and I don't try and bust a gut about it because we get year on year quite close to the VAT threshold, but what we absolutely don't want to do is cross it because we were that registered in 2017 and it fucking buried us. Yeah. Because as you say, Nick, uh, the little jobs, you can lose it in to a certain extent, perhaps. But the bigger ones, it's like a rewire just becomes... It becomes un like, unaffordable. You yeah. cannot compete with the guy around the corner who's not that registered, who's offering the same price, but it's 800 quid cheaper because he's not the VAT. Is it exactly? Me and you go up for the same job. You've got to charge an extra 20% just to, as a yeah. tax. So if I want to be competitive with you, I end up having to drop my actual profit down to be similar price with the fat included. It do, which I is what I used off. to do. Yeah, and and it, yeah, it, it almost finished me. I was like, "Fucking hell, I'm just working for the government here." Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, you're just collecting money for that, and I completely yeah. don't understand why. I, I understand you you earn money for them. I just don't understand why the threshold is the way it is. Why is it on net and not profit? Because I can understand. And then it's yeah. the super tax thing. This close to paying super tax. <laughs> What's super tax? Super tax is when you earn over £45,000 in profit, you then have to pay 40% tax on everything made above. I know. 
And I'm literally looking at it thinking, all the government wants to do, I'm trying to do so well for myself and I'm earning and I'm trying to work hard. And the only thing that happens to you when you do that is the government just take more money off you. Yeah, this this does, it fucks me off because it just crushes the entrepreneurial spirit because you're, like you say, you're there. You're not on the fucking dole. You're there bringing an income in, uh, running a business as an employer as well, yeah. as we both are. And they just want to absolutely butt fuck you in any way they can. And that's what stops me from taking on yeah. like, an apprentice or something. It's just like, well, there's, there's no, I can't do it because the extra pair of hands, I can't charge more for to earn their keep. Because it's going to bump you up over the threshold. Yeah, it'll just end up fucking me up the ass. Yeah. And so, you could be smart with your business and get all your customers to everyone out there. So I literally go and buy all my materials and I then get paid by the customer. I then pay my statements off at the end of the month. All that adds onto my gross, uh, sorry, my net profit. Net profit, am I saying it wrong? My, yeah, my overall prof, uh, overall income for the year, which will bump me up above 85 grand. But if I'm smart, turnover, sorry, I've been saying it wrong, turnover. But like Dave does, and I know he does on certain jobs, so big jobs, he will get, because the customer already knows how much the materials cost, he will get the customer. He will get the customer to pay the directly invoice, so it doesn't go against his business. So he could earn more money overall, but the turnover would be less because he's not paying for all these materials. We could do that, but this is where it comes into me pricing a full rewire for five thousand pound. I'm not giving a breakdown on materials and labour costs because I don't want to. And then I can't get the customer to go, oh, by the way, uh, can you pay expert electrical uh, £1,000, please, that's the material cost. <laughs> because I've not given them a breakdown of what's what. And all of a sudden they think I'm making, well, you're making £4,000 labour off us. It's like, well, yes and no. But then there's no, you can't do markups on materials then uh, because the customer knows directly how much stuff costs. It's a very funny, tricky one. Sorry, Sam, I know you've fallen asleep. But no, I like it. There, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think like how... Um, could you have two companies? One that buys materials, no. and then no. Yeah, I asked my accountant about this. I said, "Look, is there any way we can split this between two companies so that uh, stuff that comes in for our YouTube, for example, is completely separate to, to stuff in business?" And what she said was, "Look, HMRC are going to look at these two companies uh, that you're a director of and go, well, they're kind of doing very similar things here, aren't they? I think you're just trying to uh, to avoid." Uh, paying that. So, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> this reminds me, my mate um, is one of my best mates, and he does traffic management. Him and his him and his nephew do traffic management, and what they do is they work together. And if they get if they get a job or a contract for like a year, and then the other one gets one for for a year, they alternate it to each other's business, so as they never get over the. Tra- um, the VAT threshold. Yeah, well, they're, they're probably each separate directors of these businesses. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. They just work together. When it's just you on your own, like like it is with Nick, or unless we open a business in Nigel's name, that looks completely by the way. But then I shouldn't have to fucking play the system. Um, and there are people who, who do who know their, the ways around it. So you know the loopholes, you know the accountancy laws. You shouldn't have to play the system. It should just be a, a level playing field. Something where you're like, okay, here's me not leeching off the state and providing employment for somebody else to boot uh how about you don't you know shoot the little guys that's all you're doing they're just shooting the little guys but is there not can you not like 
buy stuff and then put it against your VAT. Like it doesn't. Yeah, but it's a, it's only a small percentage. Yeah, but how, how many computers or new vehicles Trucks. or whatever are you going to buy? You know. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I lease my truck. That goes against the VAT, but it's not a lot. You only get the VAT back of the the VAT that was put on the truck. You you can't claim the whole amount. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Or, so you're not getting anything, really. Not really. You get your VAT back of materials. So last uh, quarter, I had to pay £3,600 of VAT for three months. And I was like, oh, right, what, what was knocked off? And like, how much money is it going to be after you've knocked the stuff off? He was like, oh, yeah, we really knocked it off. It was only 500 quid. <sighs> but don't the, you the, say, the like, what can I... Is, is the VAT on CapEx purchases, isn't it? So you buy yourself a nice new PC or something that, you know, you can get the claim the VAT back on. You claim the VAT back and you claim the tax as well. So the tax yeah, would yeah. go against your profit, the VAT would go against your VAT bill. Your what, about, or whatever. what about buying like a Rolex or something? No, if it's <laughs> nothing to do with the business, if it's not a business. Well, I need expense. it to tell the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, there's it's limits. Um, there's ways the accountant can put certain things through. Like if I wanted to go to Superdry and buy five Superdry hoodies and I actually wear them to work, then we can class them as workwear. But there's a fine line before before the accountant goes. Is it though? Is <laughs> yeah. it? Well, like, yeah, there's stuff you can buy. Like, I bought all these scaffold boards for my office. I put that all through the business because it's in my home office, which my computer and all my setup is on. Like, that can go through the business. Um, even the soundproofing that goes in here, it was off Amazon oh, yeah, because yeah. it's to do with me generating work. But I can't put the fish tank that's next to me here against the business because. Yes, it's sat in my office, is, but people will put through as much as they physically can and try and get away with. But it's the ones that get caught and get screwed with it are the ones that have not been as careful. Interesting. Mm. I, feel, I feel like this was quite an interesting podcast. I don't know. Like I've I've learned a lot. Um, but yeah, let's not let's not drag it out anymore, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, sick of you talking, Sam. Christ, shut up. I think Nick was right uh, for the new guys coming in. You've got to, you've got to figure out. I think you you know if you're getting your pricing right, if you can figure out that it was worth getting out of bed that day. And uh, yeah. when you get to the end of the day, if you can look back on it and go, okay, that I feel like I earned a decent scratch there. Then then you're about right. Exactly if right. you're if you're coming home thinking that it's not working for you, then that does mean you need to look at whether you're how you're pricing stuff and whether you're pricing stuff right. Uh, and if people are pulling your pants down in some kind of way try, to try and figure out how you can mitigate against that. Turn a lot around. of bumming and pants down and stuff going on from Dave's Corner. There is. Yeah, there a is. lot of bumming. Right, listen, Monday Club, we're out.